0: going on, everyone. Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. My name is Grayson Maxwell.
1: And I'm
2: Roger
0: Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. And today, we have a special guest. Uh, she is my direct boss at work. She is a first assistant accountant. Brittany, why don't you say hello?
3: Hello. I'm Brittany.
0: <laughs> Hi, Brittany.
3: What's up, y'all?
0: Thanks for coming. Yeah. Oh, she Loved she the, the y'all. She there did. She, she loves the y'all. <laughs> yeah. She loves the y'all.
3: I forgot. I'm with uh, I know Grayson's, you know, from Pittsburgh and West Virginia, mm. but I'm I'm from the yeah. South. So
2: okay,
0: so 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 we are Northerners. Yeah. In your eyes, guys, I believe the term is Yankees. You we're Yankees. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Damn Yanks.
0: The That's damn right. Yankees that started, and I quote, the War of Northern Aggression. Yeah. Well. Which it wasn't started by the. I don't think it was started by the North. But I could be wrong. Yeah, we're don't going know. the
1: wrong direction already. <laughs> <laughs> That's real good. Right, tonight
0: we're going to be talking about the new horror movie Candyman and Vacation Friends on Hulu. Everyone, how was your week?
1: Uh, Chris is having not a great. I
0: moment. am
2: not talking about my week this week. I am opting out of this question. Continue
0: with the podcast. All right. Well, let's just say Chris' week been
1: fine. Thanks. Chris
0: has had a banner week.
1: <laughs> not great, Bob. Roger, what's
0: going on with you, man? How was your week this week?
1: Everything's good, man. Everything's going all right.
0: All right. Brittany, how about you? Anything new?
3: Um, I'm just glad we don't have to go to work tomorrow.
0: You know what Brittany and I did yesterday, fellas? We jumped out of an airplane. Oh, did yeah, you really? Do that. Yeah, we skydived. Oh, I, so I, why did
3: not you like, lead with that earlier today? <laughs> Honestly, I do You can't
2: just casually mention, by the way, I skydive. You know, why?
1: listen, I would, I would like to point out to anybody listening. <laughs> like, a few minutes before we started, you know, we asked him, him some questions, trying to get to know him. And then Grace was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, yesterday we just jumped out of an airplane.
0: <laughs> <We should've laughs> Come been. on, dude. Well, that, that wasn't my first time. So, I mean, it was no? Brittany's first time. It was my first
3: time. And was it, it was so awesome? early in the morning, I forgot it even happened.
0: What? Nice. Oh,
3: I, so, I,
2: I went home and passed out for like two so hours. So what you're saying is an activity with Grayson with a completely unmemorable experience.
0: Wow. Perfect. Wow. No. True. I told you, Brittany, they turn everything into negatives for yes. being everything. This is, this is the exact energy that I need on this podcast. This, this is part is of the course. She, so, Brittany, why don't you tell everyone what it's like to stand at, to stand at the airplane door at 14,000 feet looking out over – just nothing just sky
3: it was wild and i was the last person to jump so i just kept seeing everybody just they don't hesitate they just fucking go nope. and i was yeah. like oh uh we're fucking i guess it's my this. turn now yeah <laughs> mm. and you know it's really intense and then you, so well, you jump for the first
1: time right so that means you were attached to somebody is mm-hmm. that
3: correct yeah yeah because
1: yeah, you have to for so long or whatever yeah,
3: but you know they make you pull the pull the parachute so <laughs>
1: Just in case you forget, <laughs> yeah. so,
0: so well, they're not liable for for your splat. <laughs> well, exactly. They will do it if you don't, but they you know they give you until a certain amount of altimeter reading, and then they do it. But they give you the option to do it if you want to.
3: Yeah, I did it. Yeah. I was a little late, but I did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you also get to maneuver the uh, the um, parachute, which I thought was pretty cool too. Yeah. So yeah, that's a pretty life changing experience. Now, Chris and Roger, here's a million dollar question: Would you guys ever skydive? Never in my life. I would. 100%. Ooh, Roger. All right. I, I not, not, I was
2: could... built, I'm five foot six. I was built close to the ground for a reason. I'm, I'm going to continue that trend.
0: That's, right, uh, fair. that's my choice. I mean, I, I can't argue with that. A lot, a lot of people won't, uh, but I find it's a really amazing experience that you can't really get any other way. No,
2: listen, I don't think that it's, you know, like, that's a cool ass thing to do. I mean, that's awesome that you guys can
0: experience that. I will never jump out of the plane. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. All right, well, let's get into it. Let's get into the meat of the episode. All right, this is episode 242 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema It's posted each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. New York time on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office. Current upcoming releases, what's streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. So without further ado, let's jump into the box office, shall we? Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings to no one's surprise. Brought in a domestic seventy one point four, with a worldwide of one hundred thirty nine point seven. There's a Marvel number that Marvel. we're used to, right there. No, it's we're still going, way below normal. <laughs> even even for the not like the big marquee Marvel titles, but nope, Marvel it's still
1: number. way below normal.
0: Fair enough. All right, so that will be taking a look at next week. Candyman coming in number two this week, ten point six million. For a worldwide of 52.8. That's pretty good for a horror though. It's got to be is, a win for them. Yeah, huge win. Free guy, number three. Roger, going to love this number. 8.7 million domestic. Bringing in a worldwide so far of 241. Ooh, I'm so happy that passed Jungle Cruise. All Jungle right.
1: Cruise was a disaster. Free guy hmm. is not.
2: Jungle Cruise had proof
0: for another... Another showing that I saw it, that it did. It
1: did. <laughs> I got an argument with somebody about Jungle Cruise a couple of days ago. They're like, it was so much fun. I was like, that movie was
3: trash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the movie is trash, and so is your opinion.
1: <laughs>
2: but
0: if you,
3: Brittany, if I wasn't
0: vocal, if I if I wasn't vote yeah, great, wonderful. If I wasn't vocal in the <laughs> office, I did not think highly of Jungle Cruise. Yeah, what about you, Brittany? What do you think you of guys, Jungle Cruise? So. What what, what, what you did you say? Did about free like guy.
3: Free guy. You told me that. Oh, we
2: rather
0: enjoyed it on the show because, because
2: because because that was a really good movie. That yeah. makes sense. I don't free know, guy I was a, confused by the comment at this point.
0: Very entertaining movie for sure. What did you think of Jungle, Jungle Cruise, Brittany?
3: Oh, I haven't seen either Jungle Cruise or Free Guy. Oh well,
2: then you I should watch, watch Free Guy. Yeah, you should watch Free Guy. You should skip Jungle Cruise. It's just a humble opinion on the show. Yeah,
3: I'm. I, li- I stick to a lot of horror. That's kind of my right. where I stay. This is why I'm. Okay. You know, on the. Candyman
2: episode. I, but. I I used to I used to never watch horror movies. I hated them. I was growing up as a kid, I didn't like them. Yeah. And um, ever since doing this podcast with these two uh, morons, I actually now I kind of enjoy going and seeing the horror movie now. So yeah, I did weird. weird I, still I, <laughs> I still do not enjoy.
1: it. I know you don't. I still do not enjoy it. I also do not enjoy horror movies, even though I watch them all. I still do not like to do it. Yeah. That's <laughs>
0: it. That's totally fine. <laughs> Rogers like. When we talk about him, he's like, yeah, that's a bunch of no for me. Nope, yeah, nope, 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 nope. nope. Hey, nope. nope.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm a simple man. The answer is just no.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I can understand people you're not liking when things, like, skitter unnaturally and, like, when mm-hmm. they bend their back backwards and they're walking on their feet and their hands well, the backwards. Honest, like I don't even too.
1: like the word skitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know why? Because spiders skitter and no one likes spiders. They don't I, move right.
3: Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> All right. Number five. No, number four, sorry, Paw Patrol, the movie, 4.0 million on domestic, bringing in a worldwide of 80.8. That's better than I thought that movie was going to do, but that's still pretty good numbers for Paw Patrol. Number five, unfortunately, Jungle Cruise, 4 million, bringing in a worldwide of 193.7 million. Hopefully that gets pushed out next week. Please, something push it out next week.
1: It sounds like we're hating. What even
0: comes out this week? I don't even know. I'm getting you think to I wouldn't right pay now. attention to things like that. All right. Let's take a look at what's coming. Well, the release schedule. See, here is an interesting bit of discussion for a few minutes. Is So so two movies got pushed back. Two big movies, which I don't think will be the last. But we'll get to that in a second. So this Friday, we got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and Cinderella on Amazon. So next Friday, we get Malignant and Queen Pins. The Friday after that, Cry Macho. Everyone's talking about Jamie. In the eyes of Tammy Faye. And as a quick note, everyone's talking about Jamie on Amazon. So that's not a theatrical release, but on September 24th, Dear Evan Hansen, October 1st, The Addams Family 2, which I know Brittany's excited about. I am. Ho- Hotel Transylvania Transformania, which still has the Amazon mark right next to it. And The Many Saints of Newark. Then that Friday by itself, No Time to Die. Then we have on the 15th, Halloween Kills, the last duel, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, which received a rating of PG 13 this week, finally and officially. Ooh. I mean, we look, we knew that was gonna happen, right? Rod? Yes. I mean, we 100%. just hoped. We just hoped it was we knew it was gonna happen. And finishing out Friday, we have the 22nd, which is Dune, and Ron's gone wrong, followed by the 29th, last night, and Soho. So I don't think, Roger, what's your take on, or Chris or Brittany, what's your take on so Jackass has moved. Boom! And so, and we no longer can expect a Top Gun Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. Which is unfortunate. Which
1: is bullshit. That's
0: I agree. I, I agree. Know. So, do you think Dune stays where it is?
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Here's thing Dune has already been pushed twice. Well, I guess this is the third time for Top Gun, so. Uh,
0: yeah, but like, why push Jackass? I don't know. Of all things. That's a, weird, a that's a weird. That's a weird. Well, the, COVID. the Delta variant, I mean, COVID yeah. is, is really ramping they're worried up.
1: About, um, yeah, they're worried about the amount of ticket sales. Okay. But how long can you hold it, right? I mean, legitimately, it's going to be a two-year release window for uh, for Top Gun by the time it actually comes out. So,
0: Which I'm surprised because, I mean, certain SAG contracts stipulate stuff has to come out within X number of months of the movie being done. So
1: It's all just about money, man.
0: If you all can delay money. it to make more, I guess they're going to do it. I hope so. Now, in a perfect world, in a so in a perfect world without COVID, you know the the twenty well thirty years later, Top Gun: Ronda. Do you think that makes? Do you guys think that makes you know the money that they expect it to make?
1: I mean, I have no idea what they expect to make off Top Gun.
0: Well, I mean, I assume wouldn't you assume because they keep pushing it for like a less COVID world that they they assume it'll do so much money that they want box office to be completely open and free by then. I mean, it should be a big movie, right? I would think so, but I mean, movies have come out in the past and that weren't. that were 30, 30 year sequels and didn't do much. And, and Brittany, you have any thoughts on I'm, that?
3: I'm a little bit confused because I, when I went to see Candyman today, the movie theater was packed. Like, not the theater itself, but like the entire theater. Like, people were taking their kids to see Paw Patrol and there's some other movies that people were going to see, and it was like felt kind of normal. So maybe that's just because it's Georgia, and Georgia's on another level of pretending like <laughs> COVID doesn't exist. But... <laughs> well,
2: well, well, On that note, the, place, the area that me and Roger are in, and where Grayson's from, it's it, it's a nice, healthy mix. It's it, it's it's a little red, so it, it that's kind of the vibe you get from the people in our area as well. Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: However, my movie theater was not busy at all for <laughs> yeah. Candyman. Yeah. Like. It was me and me, my wife, and two other people for oh,
3: Candyman. Wow. We had a good and the life. biggest
1: theater house that they have too, by the way, the three hundred and fifty seats, which very spacious, you know, for four folks, yeah. it's nice. Yeah, was that, that in
0: the nice. big D theater? It was. Oh my goodness! That movie was probably really cool to see in the big D theater, though, with all that sound. I mean, I mean, one thing that horror movies do well is sound. Especially when, when it's no. a jump scare, but. Yeah. When, when, when they can do well, a sound. <laughs> Is well, right. Okay. You, yeah. You know, the Fact. Good, good correction. Yeah. Within the can do well yeah. sound. I just, I, I don't know. I have that on the expanded discussion today, talking about COVID and release dates. But I mean, I don't, until stuff really starts moving outside of the first two, I don't think. See, I, Jackass still perplexes me as why they would move that. I don't think COVID would hurt Jack. I mean, the audience that's going to watch Jackass, they, I don't even think they care about COVID. Well, yeah. I mean. I mean, let's 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 be honest for one second about that. Do you really think they care about COVID?
2: I mean, I don't
1: know. Not don't as know. much as I care about jackass. That's true.
0: <laughs> That's true. Rogers, man, Rogers on a whole different level with his jackass love. Roger he, him is, and I both. Rogers a
2: jackass champion. He That's is true. a jackass champion. I mean,
3: it looks pretty funny. It does.
1: Listen, you know, like I'm so – every time I watch the trailer and the softball pitcher drills that dude <laughs> right in the nuts and then turns and like fist pumps like, yes! <laughs> like she's so proud of herself. I'm so proud of her. Yeah, <laughs> like, Thank
0: you. She should she should be movie star fame for the rest yes. of her life for that. She has billions of dollars after this. Humanity has a chance. And I, I, I keep saying with Jackass though, it's going to be an interesting – because anyone who – Does the thing where like they stick their pinky up and like I'm a film enthusiast. I won't watch Jackass. I get I get where you're coming from, but Jackass is also doing the very mature thing and like it's exploring the lineage that is Jackass and saying and they're admitting, hey, we're old now, but we're still doing things the way we've always done it. You know, I think that's worth checking into, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just love Jackass so much that I'm making excuses for it I don't think so. But
3: nostalgia is so popular right now. And I don't want to say it's just about nostalgia, but you know there is something about that where it's like just reminds me of being a teenager again
1: and watching people get hit nuts is always hilarious
3: yeah.
0: you, you can never
1: discount that
0: Brittany. do you remember a scene that roger and i always reference with the first jackass film was do you have you saw the first jackass movie
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you said you remember the, the the derby the demolition car derby in I the do. beginning and Knoxville rents a car and then he takes it, puts a blow up doll in it, and then he takes the car back to the rental place. And when they say, What the hell happened? What is it? What how, how does he respond, Roger? He goes, I hit a dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he
0: looks the guy deadpan in the face, like I hit a dog. <laughs> to, to, to me, that's just amazing. Oh, that's amazing. So that's comedy
1: um, that you can't write.
0: I agree. Perfect. So we're excited. I just hope it doesn't because you're right. Brittany, one thing I've experienced here is – and one thing that I've been told here is whenever you bring up COVID and the shutdown, locals here kind of laugh at you because they're like, what do you, What? Should, I mean – so when everything shut down in March, by early June, Georgia was pretty much back up and running as business as normal. So – and yeah. I was told movie theaters were not open to full capacity but were open, selling tickets – I mean, and I mean, it's just that's what I think she meant by George is on a whole different level with. (laughs) Well, no, I get that. So when I came to visit you,
2: uh, when I came to North Carolina to see you, Grayson, on the way there I stopped in like deep West Virginia, and a sign on one of the gas stations, I shit you not, the sign said, "Your mask is not welcome here." (laughs) Yeah, I would have
1: not got
0: gas there. (laughs) I did not. That doesn't surprise me actually, but. It yeah, does not. surprise me. But I actually haven't seen people in public in Georgia wearing, outside of myself and maybe people I'm with, wearing masks for a long time. Oh, yeah. So, no, but I know. still wear them. Whenever I'm in a movie theater, I still wear it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I just don't want to get that. That'd be bad. I told would my it, COVID story, Brittany, for the last, last week of the week before that. Would it be bad that. to get COVID? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Yeah, probably. They treated me like, my office treated me like a leper. They banned me from the office for like until my test came back. Yeah,
3: weird. Brittany's
0: laughing because she lived through it. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. We literally got into the office and they were like, you need to go home right now. You sit too close to the, the marked one. But they wouldn't tell me. The what marked one. <laughs> they, they really called me the marked eyes. one. Like,
1: Scarlet letter oh,
0: over it's here.
3: One well, of two people.
0: The marked one. That's yes. amazing. All right, we got lost on a tangent there.
3: Yeah, anyways.
0: We Backer. did. I did. Thank you. I steered us. I steered us way down the tangent. So let's take look. So okay, nothing really shaken up outside. Those two movies gone, but I suspect maybe come November, December, if COVID still continues on the rise, we're gonna not see some of that stuff. But some of those movies, as Roger just said, I don't think it afford can can afford to move again contractually. So um, I mean, listen,
1: they ain't gonna move Bond again.
0: Well, you, one thing I did notice is the Kingsman, the newest trailer, which is on our streaming service, or sorry, on our social media, we're gonna talk about is. So the new date is actually December twenty second. It was in February. No movie has moved around more than the than the Kingsman. No. You're saying no is your right or no is in you're right. Wait. Wait. Sorry, that was no is in your wrong <laughs> and no is in your right.
1: <laughs> I know Kingsman has moved more than just about
0: anything. That's what I thought too. But it's back in December twenty second. I feel like Bonds moved a lot too. A lot. But listen, so here's the here's the thing. December twenty second is Don't Look Up. It's a Netflix original. A Journal for Jordan, The King's Man, Matrix Resolutions, and Sing Two. And the week the week before that is Spider Man No Way Home. And the week after that is American Under Oh Christmas. Oh, the week after that is The Adam Project and Cyrano. So the the very end of the year, last two weeks are pretty tame. But before that, it's it's pretty wild up too. So that'll be a big deal, I think. West Side Story. I don't think that's going to see light of day if COVID stays where it is. You say that, but that's going to make a ton of money. People I just don't are,
1: see why we need another West Side Story remake.
0: But people are very loyal to Spielberg, for sure.
3: Oh, it's Spielberg. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, he made it. Does, that, does is... that
3: make
1: it better or worse for
3: you? Uh, better, really, I guess.
0: Mm. Because
1: uh, it was probably really worse before that? Yeah. <laughs> All Just right, all right. I'm asking ever. seriously like if somebody if somebody didn't know it was a Spielberg movie like hey, you know the redoing West Side story legitimately I'm like who cares?
3: I probably won't watch it till like 4 years after it's released to be honest, See, but perfect. I'll do. You don't like, care at oh, all. Man. That was Spielberg. Perfect. Like, perfect. Sometimes.
0: All right, let's take a look at uh, what's streaming. We are looking today at Disney+. Plus. If you have Disney+, Plus, you can look for these three things to catch up on. Again, if you've not seen them. The Kid Who Would Be King by director Joe Cornish. Louis Ashbourne, Circus, Dennis Gao, Tom Taylor, Dean Chapman, and Rihanna Doris. uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Morgana and Angus Emery as young Merlin. And Patrick Stewart as old Merlin. That was 2019. Roger, I think we both, it wasn't a 10, but it was okay.
1: The movie was okay.
0: Yeah, it, you know, it's it's clever. It, it moves. It's, it's an okay movie. Uh, number two, The Chronicles Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, as you remember, came after The Lord of the Rings craze in 2005. Famously directed by Andrew Adamson, William Mosley as King Peter, Anna Popplewell as Queen Susan, Skander Keynes as Prince Edmund, Georgie Henley as Princess Lucy, and Tilda Swinton, James McAvoy, James Broadbent, James Cosmos, Ray Winstone as Mr. Beaver, the voice of Mr. Beaver, and Liam Neeson, famously as the voice of Aslan. What say you on that one, anybody?
1: I mean, that's the good one. Yeah, I, okay. I like
0: Prince Caspian, too. I don't like the third one. but
1: Isn't there like four?
0: No, no, there's only three. But the, oh. the, the they're filming the show, like the episodic right now in New Zealand. So that should be – I'm surprised they didn't finish the film, but they're doing the show. I, I don't know how good of a – I've ever looked at is. Ben, do you have any I any kind of memory saw, for *Line the Witch in the Wardrobe*?
3: Yeah, no, I I really liked those movies, um, but I haven't revisited them in a really long time, so, so might be interesting yeah. to check out.
0: If you have Disney Plus, Disney Plus has a lot of content that I'm not sure people know is on there.
2: Well, so growing up, I actually watched the original Lion Witch in the Wardrobe*, uh, that was like the the I don't know, it was made like by some like British like television network yeah. it was like a, like a like a christian movie it was because because the story is a christian story in, in its roots but it was that one i love that movie growing up for some reason so when these ones were out i watched the first one and then i watched the next two like back to back because i didn't know they existed until that time and i was so let down by the next two movies <laughs>
0: compared to the first one. The
1: first one was so good
0: yeah it was I would argue Prince Caspian has a moment that not many movies have. A, well, um, and for, well, for some people, a single moment that can't doesn't always make or break. A, doesn't always make a movie. You know no, I mean? it doesn't. Um I've talked about this before on the show, but there's a moment when they're defending their 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 like, where they're defending where they're where they're staged all their troops. I think it's called the howl or the, whatever it's like a little cave thing. And they're they've been cut off completely. Like they're 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 done without reinforcements. They are done. And King Peter looks. He runs back to gather the rest of his troops and he looks up to his friends, the archers, who are also getting completely com- catapulted. I just They're losing the battle completely. And he turns around and just runs headlong into the fray. Like his, the look on his face is what I'm talking about. It's the look of a leader. It's the look of a man who's consigned himself to death, but he's going to kill as many as he possibly can. And I've always appreciated that. Even for as young as those kids are in those movies, I've always appreciated that that certain moment. I've always remembered it.
1: That is terrible military tactics. <laughs> terrible. I mean, if you're going to die, you're going to kill me. Like Great. Thank you for Absolutely awful. All yeah. right.
0: Number three, Star Wars, <laughs> The Bad Batch, season one. We did not look at Star Wars, The Bad Batch on the show, although we may in the future, but it is available on Disney Plus. If you're a Star Wars faithful, <clears throat> by all means, check it out. There's an entire season on there, 17 episodes. Ming-Na Wen, Dee Bradley, Michelle Eng, Nasir Dalala, and Liam O'Brien. Sorry if I butchered any of those names. Wasn't intentional. Uh, And and some more voice actors, but have you guys had any experience with The Bad Batch? Nope. haven't even Uh, heard of it yet. I haven't either, but people are, I mean, I've seen some tweets about it and some stuff on social media, so, I mean, it's still still kicking around, but I don't think it's doing what they want it to do. I'm just not a
1: Star Wars guy, really, though, so that's my thing. me, Me neither. Besides, there's very good Marvel stuff for me to watch, like, what if?
0: So, yeah,
1: that stuff's pretty strong.
0: That's a good point. All right, let's talk about some trailers. We have seen the final No Time to Die James Bond trailer, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think? Give me this movie already. <laughs> <laughs> to <Fair>. quote my, <laughs> to quote my friend, <laughs> to quote my friend Roger, give it to me, you cowards.
1: <laughs> you goddamn cowards. Uh,
3: That's yeah. how bad
0: Roger wanted Dune.
3: He so Daniel Craig is literally the best James Bond yes yes
0: 100 yes, yes
3: he actually moves like a military person he moves mm-hmm. yeah like you believe
1: that he might kick somebody's ass in real yes. life and that's yeah, important
3: exactly. i think um
0: yeah don't...
3: and no, I'm i need to like watch all of the james bond before this i think I need to like. You mean all, all
0: of them or all of the, the, the Craig the ones? The Craigs, yeah, for
3: sure. Well, the good thing about the Craigs
0: stuff, too, is they all like
1: link right to each other. Yeah. Where the other Bonds, even when they use the same person, which mm-hmm. they did several times, obviously, yeah. they were independent stories. So.
3: Yeah. And Christopher Waltz is in this one, too, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yep.
1: And he rules in everything.
3: Yeah, yeah. And
2: and with the with the Daniel Craig Bond, there's only one one movie that you got to slog through that isn't like up to snuff. Quantum, yeah, Yeah. Quantum. It it can be a tough watch, but it's it's still not the worst thing you're gonna see. But it's just not a great like put together film. Dude, Spectre owns. Oh, it does. Oh, hands down.
0: The Skyfall wasn't great, but it also wasn't bad either. It was just one of those movies that existed in the Bond universe, and Mm. it's it's actually kind of okay. Uh, I guess my hopes are, is what you just said about Daniel Craig being the best Bond. I think Daniel, I think you're, I don't think he's the best Bond, but I think he's in the top two or three, Mm -hmm. but he definitely, for so long, it was that Pierce Brosnan Bond. I don't have any problem with Pierce. I don't have any problem with him as an actor. I just, the way they went with, you know, they made him the sly, pretty boy that, they took away the killer instinct that James Bond You're right.
1: they put in this this absolute disgusting animal of Daniel Craig. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But like they, they they tried to make Bond for several movies. He was just this suave, like raise your eyebrows, like hello there, like he. But like that's what the Craig Daniel Craig Bond bar, brought back to it was he's going to look at you like that, but he's also going to kill you. I think of all the bonds, he is the most lethal of the bonds.
2: Is what it seems like, just from watching. My grandfather was a big fan of, of all the Bond movies, so I've seen a,
0: a good bit of them. And well, it's a hell of a lineage, it really, it is. it really is, <laughs> it really is. And this movie does, or sorry, this trailer does a pretty good job of like recapping the Daniel Craig Bonds for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a fan of when they do that, only because I like lineage. You guys know that I like sequels lineage, even though most sequels are terrible. But I was, you know, when. When Quantum came out, I was beside myself excited. for Like, this is the first Bond with an actual sequel. Guys, go watch this. And why is everyone not in theaters, like, at midnight showing? Roger, you, you remember that. We had to get – do you remember the deal with Sony went bad? Jim, do you remember yep. that, Roger? And we got Paul Blart, or like, a week before Bond, just to say we didn't do the deal with Sony just to get Bond. Yep. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> Paul Blart made so much money. God, the movie just wouldn't go away, but –
1: and it's a disaster. Brittany,
0: what's your experience with Paul Blart Mall Cop?
3: <laughs> so my little brother loves the first movie, so I've seen it a lot. Ugh. And I don't I'm mind sorry. it at all. I don't mind it at all, to be completely I'm honest. Good.
0: I think it's dumb, but I think that guy who keeps trying to come up with the with the one word catchphrase or the one sentence catchphrases, he's hilarious. The yeah. the really old guard, I think he's hilarious. It's dumb, hey, Brittany.
3: but it's self aware and I don't it's just like, okay, this is a dumbass bet- movie.
2: I bet you didn't think you were coming on the show to talk about Paul Blart, though.
3: No. You know what I mean? I so, I but think
0: here I we are. I think all right, been. we're excited for Bond. That yeah. comes out in October. Be excited. Now let's talk about The King's I think we should Man. do a deep dive
1: into Paul Blart,
0: the oh, universe. I knew. Yeah. As soon as I said yeah. Paul Blart, I was like, this is a mistake. I shouldn't say Paul Blart. <laughs> no,
2: I'm all for this. I like this. I, I think I can, we can get some serious time
1: on this.
0: All right, let's talk about The King's Man, the new trailer, the, the final trailer. What are we thinking? Yes. Just yes. And the more, goddamn
1: yes. movie already. That's what I think. Same thing, right? <laughs> In two years. Just give me it. So it is
0: about time.
2: I have never seen any of the Kingsman movies. Really? None really? of them. I'm not a single one. I believe that I am going to start with this one, and then I'll watch them the the rest of them after, since this one is kind of actually the beginning of the story. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't
0: do I mean, it that way. I would, yeah, I definitely wouldn't do it the same way. The same reason I wouldn't watch the Marvel films chronologically either. That's what I, I, I'd I, watch I, them I in the way they that. were made. I don't
2: know. I think I am going to do it. And you guys can't convince me otherwise.
0: Manners maketh man. That phrase will absolutely be in there. It should anyway. If it's not, it should. Um, yeah, but that's not. A, I mean, there is only three of them, so like it can't hurt you that badly to watch them in mm-hmm. chronological order. But mm-hmm. I think you'd be missing out. I think going into the King's Man, you are going to have less excitement having not seen the other two
3: yeah i agree with that
0: and you're also not going to know that mark strong sang country roads west virginia take me home all by itself mountain mama <laughs> mountain mama which is a wonderful scene um so we, we yay or nay to this Brittany? i'll let you start us yes, off with man you're absolutely. excited for it good
3: and it's supposed to come out in december now
0: december 22nd so i
3: think that's a great like go to see it with your family during the holidays sort of movie if you're, if you, know, if you feel comfortable, but I think it's going to be, I think that's a good date for that release.
0: Hmm. I think so. I mean, I want, as long as COVID is, you know, down should and have not a problem. Should've put Jackass
1: on Christmas. God damn it. Fuck, <laughs> did they <laughs> miss something good there?
0: Uh, I don't think Jackass You wouldn't take Christmas.
1: the family to see Jackass on Christmas Day. Oh, I totally I, would, but. <laughs> hell yes,
0: we would. <laughs> All right. Oh, and, damn
1: it, I'd be so happy.
0: Now we're going to talk about the James McAvoy movie, My Son. That trailer. What do you think?
1: So, you should. Everybody should watch this trailer. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Yep. Because uh, they go into explanation of what makes this movie special is that they didn't give McAvoy a script. They just kind of gave him an outline and told him to go do his thing, and it looks kind of incredible.
2: Yeah, I'm so. I'm all for this. I think I told I think I told Grayson today. I said, you know, I'm all about this movie. This looks amazing this movie's gonna mess me up hard. Yeah. And I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait to be torn apart by this by this piece of cinema. It's gonna be awesome. I think
3: well, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <yeah. right."
0: laughs> why why was you like oh no? Why why were you like it oh no It just
3: seems so heavy, but like in yep. the best way.
0: Oh yeah. Like Marley and me
3: heavy. No, there's no like heavy.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was a joke because you know that is also a heavy movie, but yeah, all right, and in a different way. I'm excited. I think James McAvoy is one of the best. I I find it an interesting concept to cast someone and then not give them a script and just say, "Here's the scene, go." You know, and like I just think that's it's a kind of a groundbreaking way to do it. I, I don't think it's the first time it's been done. As a matter of fact, I know it's not, but it is a different way to make movies. And if we're looking to do something different, that's certainly different. So mm-hmm. that's sure. pretty cool. I mean, especially if they tell them to just do a different, like they do three different takes and do it three different ways and just see what edits together.
3: And if anybody can do it, he can.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's not qualified to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just
0: the small no name actor, James McAvoy. Yeah. 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 He's definitely got his chops under him. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's do you want to let's do vac- uh, vacation friends first Roger and Chris sure Brittany, yeah, if you have any good. questions f- which you may because there's not lots people of, not there's lots of cocaine <laughs> smuggling in this movie so <laughs> yeah, you may have questions I add I, I don't know but you're more than f- welcome to chime in all right gentlemen we're talking about vacation friends which is a Hulu exclusive mm-hmm. or a Hulu original I should say and all right here we go no oh, I did it there we go. Okay, John Cena, Lil Ray Howery, Meredith Hagner, Yvonne Orji, Carlos Santos, and Andrew Bachelor. Now, Vacation Friends was directed by Clay Tarver. Roger, tell us what Vacation Friends is all about.
1: Doing cocaine.
0: Fiend. Yes.
1: <laughs> no. The short version of this, the uh, synopsis of this movie is. It's about a young couple, or excuse me, a couple who is on their way to getting married, taking a nice trip to Mexico. They meet up with another couple there end up, uh, you know, have a little drinks doing you do a little bit of drugs and, you know, kind of get in, like a couple of wild situations. And, you know, then they leave Mexico and then it kind of follows them home for their wedding like six, seven months
0: later. There's that. And, and the couple hey. is really kind of absurdly ridiculous. Perfect? Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Perfect in every way? I yeah, read that wrong. Ron and Kyla,
0: John Cena I mean, and Meredith Hagner, they are ridiculous. I read your, your lead in all wrong. <laughs> um, and I like, I want to mention Andrew Batchelor as Gabe. He's, uh, he's the guy in all the Netflix movies, isn't he? Yeah. King King Batch is his name? I don't know how he goes by on social media? I don't know. Yeah, I liked him a lot in this one. He's, he's always, he always makes me laugh. He always makes me laugh. Alright, okay. so... What, okay, tell me what you guys expected going into Vacation Friends. After watching
1: the trailer, Insanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what did you get? Insanity.
0: Do you think you really got Insanity? Yeah. I think, yeah. I, think, I, think I, I may have laughed a few times. I didn't say it was good. No, it's insane. Yeah. Insanity does not mean comedy.
2: Now, there are moments of insane comedy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, there, 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 there are. there are forms. But the movie is exactly what you think it is. It's it's nuts. Like what's happened in this movie is just does not make human sense. But well, because they're it's so ridiculous. Yes, hundred percent. But it's good. It's fun to watch, it, and it's it, it makes you chuckle, which is all. I when he shoots the
1: gun, when he shoots the bottle off his head. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed really hard at that.
2: Count it, and he's like, "What the?"
0: Oh, his, yeah.
2: Rea- yeah, his reaction seems so painfully authentic in that moment, too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that was good.
0: So a, a new story I read this week was so the original cast for this was Ice Cube and Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> until it had to be. So how do you what? feel about that? Those those two as opposed to Lil Ray Howery and John Cena? Ice Cube and Mark Wahlberg. Listen,
1: I think John Cena killed it in this movie. Oh, Oh, one
2: hundred percent. No, I'm, I'm 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 on the John Cena for extreme, all the 100%. bad stuff
1: that's part of this movie. He's fine. Yeah.
3: Well, if it's over I, the top, he should definitely be. I mean, yes. as a wrestler, he should. Be. He should know that assignment. So yeah, I listen, imagine. Listen, well, well
2: he was- listen. Over the top is one thing, but I think he does a good job of of, of acting the parts in this. And yeah. same thing with um with when we watch Suicide Squad, he's done good lately. Fast and Furious is kind of a meh show, but I don't think the script let him do go outside of the box he was in
1: in that movie. I think he's actually funny.
2: Yeah, I do too. I think he, I think he has good comedic timing because both of the last movies
0: we've seen with him in it have been have been funnier, and he's good in them. Well, I found myself chuckling at his facial expressions a lot too. Because yeah. He's really good. At, like he's really good at being expressive when he needs to be. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing I liked about Absolutely. Cena in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I'm not. So we watch all the time, Roger and Chris. Uh, um, I guess I'm just telling this to you, Brittany. We watch like good boys is an absurd comedy. Yes. Tag was an absurd comedy, but it took absurdity kind of, and mixed it with, you know, clever comedic timing. I'm not quite sure this movie for me sits on the level of what I expect from rated R comedies.
1: Well, I mean, it's definitely a rated R comedy. It's just, the story is not good.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a, it's, it's a generic story because when you, so when you watch a trailer, you have a vague idea of what's going on, but we know when the first 15, 20 minutes play out, when you know where all the pieces are and there's no more vague, you're like, well, this person could be doing that because of the trailer. When you know, you know exactly how the movie's going to unfold. It's a three act structure. Very simple. You know, they meet couple, couple is crazy. Then our couple gets away from them, crazy couple finds them, they screw it up, and then they, they make it right again. That's pretty much textbook, right?
1: But yeah. I think John Cena's character runs a little bit more than that. Because, like, honestly, I think he's a good dude. Listen, he's messed up, but he's a good dude.
0: Well, that's the character. I mean, he's meant to be. He's, he's, a, he's a guy, with, he's, he's an idiot with a, with a great heart. Yes. You know, that's, you know, I don't have a problem with that. That's can lead to a lot of great comedy if it's done right and I mean I think John Cena was the right man for the job. I don't think Mark Wahlberg would have been as as effective as John Cena, only because John Cena is massive is a massive man. He's I think huge. Well he he obviously slimmed down for this
2: movie it looked like um but not not to play off of that note so much as I think Mark Wahlberg would have been able to pull off that role fine. I think Ice Cube's role would have been hard to do.
3: I don't think, think he so? could
2: i don't think he could have stepped into the shoes to be honest i think he, it would have been role reversal yeah yeah i was gonna say or or do we, or do we think the positions would have swapped i think i think ice cube would have been the crazy
1: guy okay and and that makes more sense i guess right yeah. i i mean that's the feeling i get
0: yeah i mean we, i don't see it that way i don't just, see it that way at all well no just by
2: knowing what you know the, the type of roles that ice cube's taken in the past he's always he's almost always in that that meaner demeanor, kind of role, right? You know what I mean. That mm-hmm. kind of out there, you know. Attitude well, kind of. I mean,
0: he. I mean, he, there's been several franchises where he. I mean, Barbershop. Are we there yet? Are we done yet? He. He was the. He. He was the little Ray Harry character, the one that's that's level, bringing it back down to earth. So I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I I see Mark Wahlberg as, as 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 Ron in this, and Ice Cube as Marcus.
1: No, I see uh, I see Ice Cube like playing his ride along character. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Right along would be right up there with with mm-hmm. with Ron. Yeah, it's a good point. Actually, that's a good point. Uh, so that was a couple we almost had. But so the movie we have here is comedies are tough. I think. I think comedies get a lot of unfair schlock to them. Schlock. Uh, and we've discussed that on the show schlock. several. Yeah, schlock like <laughs> shrapnel or you know flack, whatever you want to call it, because.
1: I don't want to call it schlunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, Fair. Can call it a Fair. All of a sudden. I think it. if people watch a movie, a comedy, and they don't laugh uproariously all the time, I think some people automatically label it bad. But, I mean, there's got to be a story, and they've got to have mo- moments that aren't just grippling hilariousness. You, you've got to have those moments that aren't also just absurdity, right? Or am I wrong about that?
3: No, I think you're right. I think you're right, and, you know... I think com- the like the field of comedy has changed so much over the last like fifteen years, um, uh-huh. and what we found funny as teenagers, maybe we don't find funny as adults.
0: I think that's true. I think Will Ferrell is
2: a good example of that. It's a good point because we talk about that a lot on the show, right? Where like you know you couldn't make this movie now. You know we talk- we say that a lot. You know on this podcast I'm about older movies.
0: Yeah, well, well, simply sense. because of the of the words that you know, the words that are just unacceptable in in com- conversation these days weren't back then. So yeah. that's also uh, a big, yeah. you know.
2: I think that all plays into it, though.
0: But comedy has definitely evolved. Um, we talked about one. What did we talk about a few weeks ago that I said that hadn't really evolved? It was a com It was mid two thousands. I don't. I don't remember what it was, but comedies they have to evolve with you know society and 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 the whatever's. You know, hyper relevant now has to be in the comedy to make people laugh.
2: Well, like I mean, right now, if you tell me like what your top three comedies are, they're all gonna be that very in-your-face kind of comedy, isn't it? You know, I think that that may be just our palette from what we were used to. Well, yeah, like, I
1: mean, everybody's gonna have a different answer to that question anyway, but
2: yeah.
0: Sure. Well, see, okay, right. So one movie that you and I just loved. I mean, we didn't give it tens. You know, it was you know right up there with above five, below eight, but Good Boys. Well, now, Good the,
1: Boys is a hilarious comedy, it, it is. It's wildly so,
3: inappropriate.
0: Brittany, did you see Good Boys?
3: I didn't. No you should see that movie so
0: the premise of that is it's like three have they've just got out of middle school they just got out of elementary school going into middle school but the comedy and the situations that they find themselves in like for example a fight in a frat house where there's drugs is just it's it's wildly inappropriate but so am 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 i where they actually win that fight by the way i mean oddly enough but is is my lust for wildly inappropriate comedies, is that in itself kind of unreal, unfair, inappropriate? Or am I being too hard on movies like uh, Vacation Friends that aren't that?
1: Well, I, I don't know if that's a fair question because wasn't where Vacation Friends is wildly absurd and just off-the-wall bonkers. It's just not a good story. And you can be like, we're good boys. It's just crazy. But the story's okay. You know what I mean? Like it makes sense. Um, they get a little bit of wild situations, obviously, but it's not anything you're just like, well, that could never happen, and blah blah blah. <laughs> you know, it's if somehow believability matters, things like that. All right. Uh, well, Chris, what what was your complete takeaway from Vacation Friends?
2: Uh, I I got exactly what I thought I'd get out of the movie. It wasn't quite as good as I wanted it to be. Uh, it, it just the comedy didn't land as much as I wanted it to land. I chuckled a good three, four times. Like I said earlier, but other than that, the story was kind of drab, very, very painfully predictable, but I enjoyed the characters in the movie more than I did the comedy. And when you've got a comedy, that's usually a bad thing, right? Like actually the comedy should be the number one thing, but I, I like Ron's character. Like I Rogers want more Ron. Less yeah. Than you, Frank. <laughs> yeah. I want more of that guy to be honest.
0: So. I, I mean, I like the, you know, the, the duo works. It's, Nothing mm-hmm. new. Nothing yeah. groundbreaking. It's you know the one guy who's just trying to have a quiet night, and the other guy who's just absurd and you know woo, and that's basically it. But it's the the duo works. I mean, it's it's pretty much the, the you know yeah. a lot of the, for those two movies they were together, David Spade and Chris Farley. I mean, yeah, yeah, like that that works. It yeah, definitely I mean, works.
2: Isn't Ron just a better written uh, Steve Stifler? Isn't that all he is? No, he's yeah, not. I don't know. I, I don't know if bad. that's fair. Well, it was, well, that's what I mean. Better written, I think. You know. Just with like more story and more more nuance to him than just you know what Steve Stifler was in American Pie, just loud, boisterous, and like the in your face part of that movie's comedy.
0: Yeah, but Stifler had more of a purpose, I think, than Ron does in this movie. Oh, you I think think you know, wait, wait, hold on, do yeah. you
2: think Steve Stifler has more of a purpose than Ron does in this?
1: You know, he <laughs> the ability to know when a bird's going to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it. He, He's like that bird's going to take a shit, and then. The bird does, and Lil Ray Howie's like, I don't know when that's ever going to come in handy, but that's damn impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I'm impressed. See, let's take this another way. Let's let's take, let's take change the backdrop of the wedding, and let's just make it, they went on vacation, and now, and now they're back at their normal nine to five. Mm-hmm. There's no wedding. It's just now their friends, their crazy friends from Mexico have found them and are invading their personal lives. Which movie would you have preferred to watch, the wedding or the invasion of their personal lives?
1: Hmm. I, oh, no, I'm a pretty laid back guy, so I'd be pretty pissed off if somebody invaded my person. But anyway. <laughs> you're so, so, I mean,
0: okay if someone crashes your wedding?
1: Uh, you know. That'd be a good story. <laughs> yeah, that would be. It'd <laughs> it'd be, good be tons story, of booze.
0: Yeah. Uh, there are there are elements I think here that work. For instance, making him a green beret. I think Actually works. you know what,
1: hold on. I wanna I wanna bring something out. I will never hear any slander against Waffle House ever No, Waffle House <laughs> is great. That was this bullshit. Is,
0: this is a debate in our office right now, Brittany. The, the the validity of Waffle House is a major debate in our office right now. You know,
3: we're always trying to order it for lunch, but no one ever wants to.
0: No one ever Why? wants it. Why Waffle House rules? That's insanity. Yeah. No one ever we're wants already. my suggestion of Long John Listen, Silver's or Arby's either.
1: Now, I'll be honest. I haven't had Waffle House during non-like after hours bar call in years. But, listen, Waffle House was there for me when I needed it, and that's important to me. Hold on,
2: hold on. I got, I got, to, I got to go back. Your Long John's comment's a little dank. There's no way. No, now listen. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm backing up everyone who tells you no on the Long John's thing.
2: But, yeah, Waffle House is definitely a
0: winner. I want. I mean, Brittany understands that. She understands my love for. Maybe not understands it, but she 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 knows I do have a love for Long Johns, mm-hmm. and I know. But like where where we are, we don't have many restaurants to choose from. So that's I mean, listen, you're
1: in Atlanta. You got plenty of Waffle Houses.
0: Yeah, plenty. I mean, there's like one every 15 feet, pretty much. Seriously, lucky you. There's one like less than a mile from my house, right? And if I had to get there, I could walk there in like 35 minutes. Um, so okay, back to the Can movie. 35 I guess. minutes to walk a mile. I mean, Thank I it would it would take yeah probably thirty five minutes to get there. Just I call know it is bro. Yeah, it would be like a four dollar Uber. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, four bucks. Cool.
0: Mm. All right, back to the movie. So, what did you find, Roger? Give me some things you 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 didn't like about Vacation Friends.
1: Mm, I mean, I don't understand the weird, the weird like subsection of the whole family not liking each other, like the dickhead brother in law. Like, come on, man to punch that guy right in his mouth
0: <laughs> yeah we all would have he's just a terrible person i did
1: appreciate the golf scene though <laughs> where he sets him up for his car yeah, <laughs> i didn't appreciate
0: yeah. it except for the fact i didn't like how he wasn't a golf savant like he's like oh
1: i think he might have actually been good and might have just been setting up for the whole thing and i'm okay with that too but just to know that he had a guy just put the ball in a cup for it, like this is great. It's perfect. Yeah.
0: Well, it is, and the guys lost their Ferrari. But yeah, given how Ron's got a big card, like, I'm going to give it back. It doesn't matter. Which was which was great. And then the next scene, they're going to get the rings back, and they and they just fly by the shot. like <laughs> power
1: slide through it. I laughed hard
0: at that. That was that was beautifully shot and executed. <laughs> I, I I did enjoy that. I I oh, the guy that.
1: like stops from turning off the thing and just watches them
0: power slide back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The guy at the pawn shop. I I did. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many scenes were actually needed in this movie. To me, I could have done without the mushroom scene. You see, I thought that was pretty funny, only because
1: well, I thought it was funny up until the point where he almost stabbed the dog to death. Oh
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah, but that didn't. uh, But didn't. I mean, that was never going to happen anyway. But I mean, I think that scene exists to get him to talk to his future sure. father-in-law while he's high on mushrooms yeah and like ron, that part and listen ron
1: came through clutch there too he did
0: <laughs> ron <laughs> does come through clutch ron solves all the problems but ron also makes all the problems listen so, he solves
1: all the problems that he directly created though
0: which was all the problems
1: yeah not all of them
0: most of them listen dad
1: hated him long before ron was part of this true
0: so oh, back to ron i i did like how they made him i thought it was kind of a rogue thing to make him a green beret he's like i haven't been coined in a while I thought that, that
1: was, checked in forever.
0: I thought that was kind of an interesting turn of things. I did like it. how he was
1: just wearing like jeans, a t-shirt, and his military dress jacket. Yeah. <laughs> appreciated that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the guy ended up being a, yeah, that was, I thought that was kind of a nice touch. One of the, one of the more brilliant touches of that movie, but not to say that, you know, it's brilliance anywhere, but that was one of the better calls I thought. Yeah. yeah. I like
2: the construction friends. I thought that was a nice touch in the movie. Like the, the, they showed up and like they yeah. were
1: boys, and then they got in a big fist fight for them because yep. that's what good friends do. Oh
2: yeah. Well, then, then like the scene with with uh, with the father, uh, and them walking in after they've been out all night. Stumbles in Pistro. Yeah. That, well, that
0: was a cool scene. Like I like
2: that. That was that, that was a good moment in the
0: movie. I agree. It it helped the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with this movie, just it just isn't. It's not. It's not as much of a comedy that needs to be. Does that make sense? Because some of the parts that are supposed to be funny just aren't. And they don't land. But I don't know I, whose fault that is. I, want, I think I they land. try to
1: do too much. Because, listen, the story's weak. It just is. You're, um, you're right.
0: You're right. It is weak.
1: And that's that's really what it boils down to. Because it's so weak, it ends up not being, doesn't this land. But I mean, listen, it's funny in spots, but yeah. it's not very good. This I mean, that's the real short version of it.
2: This may be one of those movies where it would have served it better to just not focus it on the story as much as it did and just have more outrageous comedy moments. Just have a few more moments where you where you laugh a lot and just go with it from there. Know what you are, know what you're doing, and just be done with it. That
0: is, a, I mean, movies that are self aware, like like Jackass for example. It's self aware what it is, and it 100 percent goes it, and it's fine. It works for that movie. So here's another question: Do you think, because of course we have we're, we live in the digital streaming age, and Brittany, you could probably chime in for this. Do you think Vacation Friends released theatrically makes any kind of a box office splash whatsoever?
3: I, I don't know.
0: I don't, I don't. I don't know. People John
3: Cena. Like he was in Blockers, right? And I feel like yep. everyone wants to go see that movie.
2: <laughs> I love Blockers so much. Yeah, so that, that, that's what I was gonna say. I think that the movie would do well initially. I just don't think it'd have to stay, the word of mouth staying power because it's not that great of a movie, right? So the people that want to see it for John Cena go out and see it quickly, and then they don't tell their friends they gotta go see the movie because it wasn't that great. They're happy with what they saw, but they kind of leave it be.
3: Yeah, that's fair.
0: I see this doing at most, maybe thirty at most, having having a five to ten opening, and then like for the next three weeks, trickle twenty, and then that's it. That's best case scenario, I think. But yeah, that's just that's an important question these days because we live in an age where we have everyone's got a streaming service, and there is legit like fifty movies released every week that we just you know, there's no way you can cover all of them. But yeah, no, you just can't. No, there's just
1: you know what? I mean, I'm sure this is getting. I'm sure it didn't cost a whole lot to make. So. I'm sure it's making Hulu's probably getting what they want out of it because listen, we know Hulu can make a great comedy.
0: They, they I mean, they have arguably the best comedy yes, in Palm not Springs. Arguably. Um, Brittany, you see Palm Springs? I talk about it In The Office all the time.
3: Palm Springs? No, I didn't. Uh,
0: Brittany, you always ask me um, if I
3: even like movies. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> you should
1: watch much. a good movie,
0: though. Although, Brittany has she's got us all beat with you know 80s B horror movies. That's she's kind got us of where all I beat, live. so yeah. It's kind of your wheelhouse. Yeah. She loves Halloween and she loves pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> day one of pumpkin spice at Starbucks. We had like three that day.
3: I am drinking a pumpkin beer right now. So
0: nice, nice. Is Pretty it a cool pumpkin? Awesome
3: it is not a pumpkin. It's like a Kentucky barrel bourbon age pumpkin something. Wow. That's
0: mm-hmm. Rob, you ought to be impressed with that.
1: I don't drink that shit.
0: Wow. Damn. Jeez. So we didn't, we didn't talk about the most
2: important character of this movie, by the way. Eh. So we didn't talk about, um, what was the name? Murillo? Oh, the, 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 the clerk at the counter? Oh, he, yeah, of yeah, he, uh, the hotel? He was the hero, in my opinion. I, I love, yeah. I, I, I love his whole thing. Like he, how he ruins everything? That was perfect he's just buddy buddy with ron as he walks in like yeah this is
0: well good. he didn't have very big of a role i didn't want to mention him but i mean he's he's influential in one scene that's no, it was much hilarious it's <laughs> it like was good i want everything to be to be perfect for your for your proposal
2: yeah
0: and, like, yep. and then <laughs> yeah, he's like, and he's like i can fix this you know, he, he looks right at her and says nothing looks back and says i can't fix this <laughs> It did make me laugh, made me chuckle, but I mean, it sets you up for the absurdity to come. Sure. That's, that's one thing I can't get behind. Sure. Uh, All right. So let's move to score this. This was not the movie of the week, so let's score it.
1: I'll go first. All right. Three done.
0: Wow. Three. Okay. Chris, you're up. Uh, I might give be a
2: little more generous than Roger. This was a four. I had a good time with it. Um,
0: no. Yeah, I I feel the same way, Krista. Yeah. I think it deserves a four. I can't recommend it. Five is automatically recommend. I can't recommend it. I yeah. just... If you like John Cena, if you want yeah. to see Absurdity, and, and if you have Hulu... It's a it's a quick ninety minutes. My, my my wife's angry that I'm giving it more than a two because she watched it with me and she did not have a good time. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, she I should. feel like men are going to laugh at that movie more than women. She would have much rather watch. She would have much rather watched more My Hero Academia. So she was not happy
2: with me. That that's I, fair. That's fair. That's fair.
0: I'm I'm glad your wife is watching movies that we talk about. With, though that's that's yeah. a, it's a good conversation piece for, for for you and her to have. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, we talk nice. about it pretty, pretty often. All right. Now before we get into Candyman, the reason that Brittany joined the show today. Brittany, why don't you take a second and tell everyone. Now, we are working on the show called The First Lady now in, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Why, don't you, why don't you take a second and tell everyone what you've done uh, and then say your favorite project that you've worked on.
3: Okay. So, I was on the show Nashville. I did accounting for that. Um, I did a Netflix series called The Society, and that was filmed in Massachusetts. Unfortunately, the second season of Society was canceled because of COVID, um, and I got so many texts and phone calls where people were so bummed because the first season was really, really good, and it left on a cliffhanger. Um, I did um, accounting for M. Night Shyamalan's movie Old that just came out. Um, So we
0: we, we have you to blame for that? Yeah.
3: (laughs) I was working remotely, though, so it was like I was you know, in contact with the crew and they were all in the Dominican Republic, like sending me pictures of the beach and their beach houses. And, you know, I'm locked up in my house during COVID. <laughs>
0: bummer. Was, bummer.
3: Yeah. Um, I did. Let
0: me ask you, I, I want to, not even much an old, we talked about it. We weren't really crazy about it, but I, I don't think the movie warranted. I don't think the movie was very good to begin with, but what was the chatter before? Like, what did you think having you know, having a little bit of idea of where the money went and you know a small access to the script what do you what do you think before old before it came out and then after you saw it like what I, how wildly different what was it
3: you know i when I saw it i it's, it it definitely played better than it read um because so I was like this is just a weird ass body horror type oh. movie <laughs> and like M. Night Shyamalan obviously does weird shit but I don't ever remember him getting into like body horror um and there's a couple scenes in that movie that just are just so cringeworthy and I think that's awesome Uh, they're not for everybody um but it definitely played better than it read on screen and I can
0: can imagine that's yeah some of that dialogue was pretty terrible
3: yeah I can imagine it
0: probably read even worse
3: yeah (laughs) but you know, I, I liked it. Okay, okay, I, I dug it. Um, we can all be wrong
0: now and again. I'm sorry, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Although Roger I mean, tells tells me that in, with all sincerity all the time. So I have never said a wrong statement on this show ever, ever. Uh, that's interesting because I mean, I yeah, I wasn't really crazy about old, but
3: well, people. I also don't think people are either all in or all out on his projects. So you know, it it's he's true to his uh, his form again yeah. this time. There's no like, I don't know. Either you like it or you don't.
0: Well, he had such a banger career start, and then just he. I mean, he really. I mean, I remember when people were like, "He's the new. He's the, he's the next hit next Hitchcock," and like to, to to say that about someone that's a pretty big deal.
3: Yeah, I don't you know. think he could ever touch Hitchcock, but he's definitely his own thing.
0: Yeah, well, those first few movies
1: I were mean, pretty. He's not bad. afraid to take a chance on a project, and which no one, no sometimes it works. Yeah, sometimes it's not so great. Mm-hmm. But listen,
0: yeah.
1: he tries, tries to do something different.
0: Got to give him that. Except, what's that movie that was um, uh, the last Airbender? Can't, I, oh god, it was just yeah, terrible. Yeah. I can't, I can't even with that movie. All right, let's start. Uh, let's start in on Candyman,
3: Candyland,
0: Candyland, yes. Candyland, indeed. So, okay, so Kent, so this is kind of, I think this is going to be a pretty divisive movie only because I think we all have different viewpoints on it. So, it's directed by Nia DaCosta, which I think she did a fantastic job with this. Um, and, and this. And it's important to, like, this is a Jordan Peele project. So, you know what you're, you know, us, uh, you know what you're getting when you go into this. So, or you, or you know what you think you're getting, which I think the movie does a good job in giving you what you think you're getting. So that said, uh, so okay, we have, I'm not going to pronounce his name right. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II as Anthony McCoy. Tenoya Mm -hmm. Paris as Brianna Cartwright. Tony Todd as Candyman. Nathaniel Stewart-Jarrett-Troy. Coleman Domingo as William. Vanessa Williams as Anne-Marie McCoy. Roger, tell us what Candyman is all about.
1: Uh, It's about the story of the Candyman uh i'd say so much as his origin story is that fair just say. um
0: but yeah that, that's really it it's it's a weird movie <laughs> i think it definitely so the question i want to that roger i think you and i differ on and i think Brittany might have a fresh take on is is this movie a sequel or is it a reimagining
1: i think it's reimagining
3: i think it's a i think
0: sequel. i think it could be considered a sequel see i don't i don't think
1: that's what they're going
0: for here well, but I mean, I don't think any. I don't think there's a definitive. I don't think right. it really
1: matters either way. Is I, that fair to say too?
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, yes, you could. There, there are so many elements that are in play from the one in 1992, though, and I think it's counting on your knowledge from that because it does do like a little recap with like this weird puppet shadow thing, which I which I think is pretty cool, and it certainly adds to the you know the horror aspect. That's of probably it. the best part of the movie. <laughs> uh, well, see the movie gets, I think bogged down in some places. And there's also, there's, there's no way to talk about Candyman without also addressing uh, the, the, the huge theme of, of, of race. And we're going to have to get into that a little bit, but so I, I want to start by saying, I thought again, I'm not Yaya Abdul-Mateen as I thought Anthony was pretty fantastic. Sure. Uh, oh, I really, know, Tiona Paris, I thought was great. I, I didn't have a problem with any of the performances and, Coming from Jordan Peele, he usually has a very good eye for who's going to have talents, and anyone in, Jordan, in any any movie that Jordan Peele works on, I'm usually like, okay, I trust, I completely trust that guy's judgment because he has done great things. Um, Brittany, what do what you what, what do you think going? To give it kind of, kind of an overall of Candyman.
3: I thought it was going to be a re- reimagining, but when I got out of it, I was like, that was a sequel, and I had no idea that's what they were going to be going for. Um, that's how I took it anyway. And well,
1: can I, I can I ask, well, I'm sorry, I went interrupt you. Um, but since you you thought going in it was going to be a reimagining, and then coming out thinking it was a sequel, does that make it better or worse for you?
3: Um, I guess better because it's not just another remake. Okay. It's an extension of the story. Um, uh, do you
1: think it it fit along the original
0: storyline? Then
3: I, I think it did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I the thing it.
0: that so in the '92 version there is. In this in this version, it talks about because it pretty much the ninety two version is the movie that it, are the events that play out in the story that they're telling of a woman who goes Helen who goes to investigate some or at least look 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 into some urban legends and then the and then there's and there's a baby who gets stolen from a woman and then the baby comes I'm, I'm I'm of course giving you the five second version but then the the baby makes it out of that movie okay and so we pick up with I mean. It's important who the baby is, but I don't want to really say that. But see, to me, that's the sequel part is right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is you know, I think I mean I can see the I can see the argument for re-, re-, re reimagining. And if if this Candyman was a standalone movie, it would be okay. Like there's no you're not hurting without seeing the other movie. And as a there are there are several other candymans. mans. I think what Candy two, men? two or three others, Brittany.
3: Yeah. Yeah
0: that I, I think we're just skipping so i mean you know this goes right in line with so those-
1: that, okay so if it is if you're going to consider a sequel which sounds like you probably are so this is a sequel to the original 1992 and not like Correct. number four right yeah, there, yeah. Aren't there three candy men yeah. this is
0: doing this is doing what halloween did it's okay so there are three between.
1: there are three previous Candyman movies this is a sequel to the first one. And okay. I think
3: this one and the 1992 one are the really, literally the only ones that matter. The okay. other ones shouldn't even really exist. They're not, they're not
0: things. <laughs> yeah, I don't boo them. And I okay. so cool. I remember, oh, just a quick brief history of me and Candyman. I was I was seven or eight when this came out. And of course, like when you're that age, a radar movie comes comes out. Of course, you want to go see it. And I convinced my sister to take me, and I was scared. for. I, just, I ruined my life for, like, six weeks. Because that movie is pretty terrifying for a seven-year-old in 92.
3: Yeah.
0: Or however old I was, depending on the month. But, yeah, that movie was pretty terrifying for me. Uh, did you guys see the original Candyman when you were young?
3: Yeah, that scared the fuck out of me.
0: There you go. Roger, what about you? Did
1: you I, remember, to... I remember watching it. I don't remember when I watched it, though. But, nice. yeah. I remember, though, I don't like scary movies anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I did great with it. So, there, there, spectacular.
0: There are similarities in this. For instance, I love, for instance, how when you're getting the opening, everything's backwards because it's going to be a re- it's a mirror reflection. Oh, I thought that was kind of neat. Sure. And how almost every single shot in this movie has a reflective mirror somewhere, or like a uh, a mirror or a window or something that's going to be re- 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 reflected on. And I thought that was pretty brilliant.
3: Yeah, sure. and it didn't. You would think that she would, you know, Nia, would add like jump scares, but it wasn't jump scares. It was very subtle, creepy ass scares.
0: Hold on, I, I have to. There were some jump scares.
3: There that, were some. You know, well, there's really no, there's only
1: like two though. But here's the thing: in a movie like this, it could have been. I I, I understand what Brittany is saying um, because I think jump scares are the cheapest kind of scare you can get obviously.
0: I agree. I when, agree
1: if you do a jump scare and you do it right, it can be extremely impactful. Okay. And if you use them very sparingly, like this movie doesn't really just, doesn't beat you to death with them. It works. Okay. Like, and that, and that's fine. But you know, in a movie, what was the, the, the one we, the nun remember that? Oh yeah. It was like every 30 seconds there was a jump scare and like, this is just garbage. So when you do it and do it right, it can be like, can work really well. So it's, it's nice when a, a movie pulls that off and, is still quite creepy. What so.
0: I also what I also like about it is this is very it's very methodical and thought out too. Which when I first got out of this movie, I was like god I, I hated this movie. And then the more I thought about it for 2 days and having watched the having to go back and re- re- revisit the 91 movie or the Ninety-two version, I was like, God, the movie's better. The movie is so much better than I thought, and I'm giving and I gave it credit for it as soon as I walked out because so many of those decisions I kept thinking about, like, those are brilliant, just brilliant. What I don't like here are some things I don't like, and I really hope they're going to update this. I don't like unstoppable, invisible villains, okay. only because you, there's not really any way to beat them.
1: Well, I mean, it, you, you're you it's not grounded in realism here, buddy. So, well, no, I
0: totally get that, but. For instance, let's say, I mean, there are several, several deaths in this movie. And something I just thought about before we started talking about it was if there's a reflective service in every scene, anyone who says Candyman five times fast or five times in a row is dead. Because there's a reflective service in every single room in that that world. But by the way, I've also been trying it every night for the past seven nights. Coward has not come. So I'm just saying it doesn't work. Um, hmm. That's not an open invitation to come kill me. I'm just saying. Interesting. <laughs> um, if there are things I don't. I really have a problem with. For instance, let's talk about the art critic. Sure. Her death, or even the the, the first two deaths. You know, when they're when they're going to have sex in the. Well, there's a whole bunch of lead up to this. Was so. Anthony is an artist who finds art in. Well, hold on, hold on.
1: Let, let's let's go through the story a little bit before yeah. you, you dig into. Yeah. It. So yeah, Anthony's an artist working. He's made a couple of good pieces. It's been a couple of years. He's trying to reestablish his career, get things you know jump started again, and that's how he gets into. He's out looking, taking some snapshots, out trying to get some inspiration to come back and like paint something original off a photo he took. So that's where he starts, and he ends up at the uh, Cabrini Green, where the site of Candyman happens i
0: guess well see this this is i mean cabrini green is, is, is as much of one of the themes is cabrini greens is a housing project that you know they make several references to it was it was put up for a specific reason for a specific demographic of people and then it was torn down and then it's the movie doesn't shy away from the whole race riots and, and stuff like that which as a major theme i can see what the filmmakers were trying to do here um but that is a major theme so know that going into it. But that also plays a major role in the movie too, uh, especially in the end. There's so many different scenes where like it's absolutely knocking you over the head with it. I'm not quite sure we needed the knock over the head on some of those scenes. But I, I the, the whole Cabrini Green thing is – let me ask you this. So in in sections of a city where it's completely abandoned and there's no one in it, do they just let it sit like that? For years and years and years,
1: until they renovate it. Sometimes, yeah, they do.
0: That's incredible. Um, Somebody's so, got to pay to tear it down. I did. You know, some of that set design was really cool. I did understand that part for the story. I, I really kind of enjoyed that. And as he's exploring, he's like he's finding inspiration for art, and I, I kind of dug that's where his character finds inspiration for art. You know, and there's a lot of comments about like artists, especially from the from the the art critic. Like she really is not kind to you know struggling artists well can we can we talk about anthony mccoy for the fact that he should carry an EpiPen with him yeah at, at all
1: times anybody, at all times yeah
0: 100
1: percent. right yeah that's a terrible infection my, terrible
3: my biggest qualm was like no one asked about that and like no one thought like hey you should go to the doctor you know like after a, go a go couple of days his,
1: his fiance or girlfriend or whatever she is should have been like your hand really looks bad,
0: buddy. Yeah, no. And, like, you and, sure, like, you stopped by Med-Express or something. And... and, like, the entire side of his body and his face. Like, I mean, we all got where it was going, right? There's, there's, there's no secret but, no, have, there. but here's, yeah,
1: after a couple of days, like, when he's got what looks like holes in his face.
0: Yeah, we'll burn his, yeah.
1: yeah, his lady's not like, dude, are you okay?
3: Yeah, that's um, one of my he really look
1: problems. like shit.
0: As, as a side note, Roger, I wanted to ask you, how'd you deal with, with, with him moving his nail back and forth on his finger?
1: Uh, you know. <laughs> That it could have been better for me.
0: As soon as I saw them, oh, Rogers didn't like that. I guarantee you that. Yeah. So I mean, we're, the whole thing of Candyman is so we get into the mythology of Candyman, and it, it so it opens with a little kid who goes who goes to do laundry, and the, the police are already looking for a suspect, and we we kind of get where we're going with that, and he's doing laundry, and then so I do have a question about certain things. So I tried to clarify this as much as I could. So the old Candyman thing is the guy who skulks in walls and gives candy to kids uh-huh. as a hook for a hand uh-huh. was not a villain.
1: I guess
3: not. Well, no, Because they said he was innocent
0: he was, when he was beaten.
3: Yeah. Cause he was yeah. hiding in the walls because people thought he was the one that was giving out um, candy with the razor blades. Candy with the razor blade, so he was hiding from the cops.
0: But he did have a hook for him and he was giving candy to kids Yeah, but while it was... skulking in walls. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's not a good look. No. <laughs> I'm wrong. just saying. Read, read the room. <laughs> yeah. Read the room. And as soon as I went down there, as soon as the kid went down there, and his, he walked into the laundry room, and there's a hole in the room behind him. I'm like, why is the hole? Why? What building doesn't put something in front of it, patch it, put a bookshelf, something? The projects. Yeah. Well, it's just, again, it's like that's a plot device. Um, well, so, there's
1: a few of those in this movie.
0: Well, I mean... Horror movies are always chalked full plot devices, but Brittany, why don't you talk for a second about how you saw the whole mythos of Candyman come with respect to Anthony's character?
3: I I don't want to give anything away, but um, do
0: All we do we, we just don't we just don't spoil the ending. Okay, we talk about things. The, the
3: person that he meets that tells him about um, Candyman. A magical storyteller? Right. So that was another... The, the, my two qualms with that movie was no one asked about his hand, and then the magical storyteller telling him about Candyman... I had a happened, problem with him, too. ...happened to pop up and happened to be in the same place that our main character was... I didn't really ask that question until you know I kind of was left the movie and thought about it for a little bit because it was just too much happening during the movie that you were always thinking so that was one of my issues but um I think it tied really well to the original and just like his obsessiveness of trying to figure out why and or what Candyman is was believable once you found out you know once the ending happened I feel like
0: well I really dug the the same characters. Vanessa Williams played the mom in the '92 version and the mom in this version. And I don't know how they made. It. She looked like she hadn't aged a day.
3: Oh my god! I know, right?
0: I don't know how they. That's incredible. Whoever the whoever, whoever the makeup artist is in that movie, you deserves an Academy Award for that. Um, also, Virginia Madsen, her voice is in this movie. She was the woman in the first. She was the focus of the first movie. Um, and of course, the first movie dealing with the projects. And you know, she is a, a well-to-do white woman looking for these things that was a major role in the 1992 in version as well uh there's also the same theme in that one and uh you see her face in this one she's referenced several times and you hear her voice which i really appreciated although i don't we have to assume that virginia madsen was approached about this movie and said no right we have to assume that
3: uh Maybe. yes yeah
0: i would assume given the whole 30 years later sequels that are all over the place now and very popular that that was at least one one version of the script definitely had her character in it.
3: Yeah, I guess you would almost have to, huh?
0: Even though she faces an untimely death in 92 versions. Sorry, spoilers from 92, 30 years ago, sorry. 29 years, is it almost been? I don't know. Um, But she definitely could have played a role somehow, you know? I
3: think the role she played, just her voice is... I think, yeah, I
0: mean, I think that works, right?
3: I thought it was perfect. That was one of my favorite scenes with him... In the library and then in the elevator listening to her. I just thought it was awesome.
0: I agree with that. Um, another, another scene that I wanted to get your guys opinion on was, so there's a scene that happens in a high school. Now I want to ask you because I know why that moved that, why that scenes in there thematically, but did that, did that scene have anything to do except drive home one of the themes? Where well, there's a bunch of kids in a school, a bunch of girls in a in a yeah. bathroom that that do the Candyman thing, and they're in our, they meet an untimely end very soon after.
3: I didn't know why it had to be all of them. Like I didn't know why it wasn't just the one girl that was at the art show. Um, yeah, right. Like why'd it, you have to
1: bring your friends into this?
3: Right, doing it like she's a shitty friend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Look what you've done.
0: You've killed your four closest friends. Jeez. Yeah.
3: But I'm sure, I'm sure there was reasons, but I just felt like if we're trying to, like, you know, have a pattern of, like, okay, so now we're leaving patterns of the Candyman killings, why make it this whole group of people, why not just make it her?
1: Well, I think the, the real issue, I don't, it's not what bothers me how many people that's involved, it's that it's at the high school.
0: Because, because it really doesn't like, have anything to do if, with the rest of the story. If it,
1: were, Yeah, if it was based in real life, because listen, obviously you want all these horror movies to be based off of potential real life, nobody's going into school and brutally slaughtering four or five high school kids, right? I mean, this is America, that'd be gun violence, not stabbed with a hook. Come on now. Come <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just, that doesn't, like, if they were at, like, somewhere else besides, like, a high school bathroom, you know, like. After school at a party, dicking around at home, and then did that. I actually think it fits the story better.
0: Well, because then you know it's the power of the legend itself that's spreading. Yeah. That's spreading. You know, people are wanting to try it, and
1: it's not the middle of the day in a high school bathroom,
0: <laughs> right? Which I think it was in there because there's a there's, there's a specific character that's in the stall yeah. that's obviously picked on by those four girls. And that's why the scene's in there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I don't think we, like, if that scene was cut from the movie altogether, I don't think the movie changes whatsoever. I
3: don't think so either. And I mean,
0: that's it lowers all- the body count. Yeah, by, you know, it lowers it by, by four, which is, the body count of this movie is pretty substantial anyway. Uh, there, so,
1: yeah, I don't know about that.
0: There's a lot of people that are dead by the end of this movie. It's no, it's no Michael Myers run through. <laughs> that's true. That's a whole different issue, though. But yeah, that's, so Candyman, Legend of Candyman. With respect to Anthony's character, so can we consider is the so can we consider those threads closed if we're ever going to get another Candyman? I would or, say no, right? Or would... is is the ending of the movie now the staple for Candyman as far as who is appearing as Candyman?
3: I think that his final, like the final words, make it seem like there will be another one. I just don't know where where they will go with it
1: like are they yeah i never got the feeling like this would be the end of the story you know at the end of this movie anyway
3: well no it's doing
0: great money so if this is but, the no, no. but
1: i mean the way the story ends without spoiler without spoilers here it's definitely potential for more if they want to mm-hmm.
0: right I did love how we saw the original Candyman, even aged aged back to ninety two. Was again, that's very impressive. I, I I like that. I like the keeping everything consistent. And through. Tony
3: Todd was just um at the Plaza Theater in Atlanta, um doing a signing.
0: Oh, was really? he? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That'd have been interesting. That'd have been awesome to get.
1: Should have got him on the show. <laughs> yeah, We need a better booker.
0: Mm. I once uh, Brittany on my trip to. Go to Vancouver to work on our show. I sat next to – who did I sit next to, Roger? Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank. And Roger <laughs> is still not forgiving me for not telling her to listen to our show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious, right?
0: <laughs> I mean I was so close to her, Brittany, I could have touched – I could have reached over and just touched her arm. Yeah. But Roger gave me shit for not anyway, – yeah, that's – Roger always says, we should get him as a guest.
3: I left her a flyer, a little business. Yeah, there.
0: yeah. Yeah, just drop a business card down to her. Be like, listen, I know you get
1: bothered all the time. Here you go. Just check us out. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, walk and then, like, walk off. You'd be a legend.
0: And then wink and give her the single pistol. Nope. Know? Doing too much.
1: <laughs> Doing too much. <laughs>
0: right, back to, bringing it back to uh, Candyman. All right. So this is obviously – this is a horror movie, and it's a quick 90 minutes, which I also appreciated. Oh, I really that.
1: appreciate that. Yeah. I do.
0: I don't think it's a movie that benefits from – you know, a longer runtime. I think a longer runtime really would have hurt this movie. So
1: wait, Brittany, are you saying you would have wanted more of this? No, no, I love that it was. Nice. Okay, I was saying, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like, no, no, I wanted more. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think they, they had a nice compact story here and I appreciated that. Because I think if you try to tack on like an extra half hour of trying to build the mythos, I don't know if that helps in a movie like this. No, definitely not. Because they do a bad job of explaining some stuff here anyway. So <laughs> I don't think it would have got much better. I mean, my main point that I have that I reasons I don't really didn't really enjoy this movie. One is the magical guy that just, you know, tells everybody the story and that becomes just knows everything at the yeah. end. Yeah. And like the tropes of all the people like working around the art gallery, like that kind of bothered me too. Like the uninspired art critic, you know, the art professor who's clearly sleeping with one of his students, <laughs> you know, like it's just so many small stereotypical, like things like that, that were kind of like, yeah, I don't know and then the whole you know the whole story of how or like how it ends there. I'm just like
0: eh, I get it,
1: but I don't know if it matters, you know.
0: Well, let's talk about the let's talk about the girlfriend then and okay. her and her brother. And uh, her whole
1: family ass, yes, her whole family dynamic. I love
0: her brother and his husband. I thought they were great comedy. I love that comedy. Yeah, they were uh, good. It, it was a it was a good way to like give you a laugh every every 30 minutes or so, or every 25 20, 25 minutes. It was a good way to do, do that. Um, I that relationship never struck me as real either, though. Did, 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 did you guys Wait, ever... you mean
1: the brother sister relationship? No, you no,
0: mean? no, no, no. Him, him, and his girlfriend.
1: Oh. Well, it's it's clearly not going so great anyway, right?
3: Yeah, all these little hints yeah. dropping. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like it's it, you know she's doing fully supporting him. He's not doing any work. She's kind of carrying him through because she's the director of the art place. You know, he wouldn't even be getting these shows if it wasn't for her. Like, she's definitely carrying his ass. <laughs> all,
3: all this stuff happened. It's her brother's fault because he was the one that was told them the story, and then he's the one that yeah, told to it's kind of his thing. Get to painting, so that's what we fucking did.
0: Mm. I also thought the movie took a long time to like get to the Candyman part of the story. It took a lot longer than I thought it would in a ninety-minute movie, but it didn't seem to hurt it either, which I guess is fine. Yeah. So there's, no, a lot of, there's a lot
1: of Anthony walking around taking pictures of things, but
3: it was which still, I think it, it matters. What's that? It was still so interesting to me.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know if it helped the story, but, like, I think if they took it out, I wouldn't have appreciated it as much as I did. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think it could have been less, but I'm like, yeah, you know, like, watching him take pictures and how, like, the pictures when he develops them, how they look and how he makes the art based off of those pictures. I thought that was really interesting. So,
0: I was really kind of enamored with so his his art exhibit, which was like a mirror, but there was things behind it.
1: Yeah, that was kind of cool.
0: That was very relevant because in the first movie, they explore in the ninety two version, they explore, and Virginia Madsen's character makes the makes the astute you know observation that behind the medicine cabinet, there's the other apartment.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only
0: thing separating the two the the, the the two bathrooms and the apartments would have been both people had a medicine cabinet that went into the hole in the wall. And if you took both those out, you could just reach right into the bathroom. It's and right, then, right. and then he like, that's how he was, you know, candy man. That's, you know, that how they thought the killer was moving. And, you know, he reaches his hook through one of them and scares one of them. It's just, I thought that was an interesting callback to the original film too. And the fact that it was say my name. And, and one of the important parts of candy man in the, in the 92 version was you have to remember me. You have to say my name. You have to keep the legend going. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of cool. Although you know, having just watched it, I, I, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like Candyman in this movie was more was better imagined than the '92 version Brittany, You can maybe disagree with me on that one, but in the other one, he kind of seemed like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did, did you kind of get that vibe from the other one as well?
3: Yeah, no, I feel that way. Um, definitely, this version, I guess, is a little bit more ghost-like. I guess. Like the way that he shows up in different, you know, reflections or whatever. It's something that's not as physical. And in the first one it was definitely like he was more like a vampire. Like hmm I don't know.
0: Well he did like he does a lot of floating in the yeah, first yeah. one.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um
0: but then again floating is awesome though. It's a real power move. It really I mean it really is. For sure, for sure. So I mean the whole thing about him being kind of a an invisible apparition that kind of goes and where he pleases someone. I mean, once you say his name five times, you're just dead. You're not getting away from him.
3: Yeah, and there's no no hesitation either. It just fucking happens.
0: But it's like, I'm, I'm here. What's up? You're dead. But I'm not sure. I, I'm just not sure that that part of it works with. So in the end, when, when he is invoked on purpose, which again happens in both movies, when he's invoked on purpose in the end, by the girlfriend who is by this time found out the truth behind the entire thing. I'm not quite sure it would have played out like that given what we'd already known about Candyman. See, that's one of my problems too is it the, the, the movie's assuming too much. At least on my part, the movie assumes that as an audience, we've accepted that the Candyman narrative has moved to a certain point that allows for what happens to happen. You know come to her rescue instead of anything else does that make sense is, is that a weird uh, concern or
3: I don't know i I guess I didn't think about it like that it was more I didn't
0: I didn't
1: look at it I didn't break it down as much as that no I, it all worked for me so
0: I mean I definitely again that's the ending is very much rooted in the in current you know the whole uh the whole race thing with the cops and very much rooted there uh, that was very specific uh sure I Hmm. there's so much about this movie that it's very jordan peele and i like that too how you know candy man to me is very jordan peele i i can tell that jordan peele's wanted to make this for a long time i get that vibe or he he, he wanted to be involved in this in some way i really like that too uh and i, and I, I yeah, think I mean, it's very obvious
1: i i think if he doesn't come in and produce this movie this doesn't get made
0: yeah
1: and that's that's just the way it looks he's got free reign to basically make any horror movie he wants right now mm-hmm. and um they're mostly working out so
3: and i don't think i'm okay with that picked a better director because that was my favorite part of the movie was the direction like it was fucking beautiful
0: well did 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 you did you like all the you know also very jordan peele is with like all those scenes with the camera in someone's face and they're and they're acting in front of the camera. I really kind of dug that because we, we we don't see that too often. I loved it. You know,
1: I, well, I think you, I think you get that opportunity because a lot of this movie is based around mirrors and people love to stick their stupid face up to mirrors. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it that's, happens. That's also true. I, I also appreciated when a scene was like escalating towards like Candyman, 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 and he didn't come right away if you watched all the reflections and and saw the deliberately set up scenes of very a very depth a, a very far background mm-hmm. candyman was in the frame somewhere mm-hmm. and I always liked that mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of that was very spooky in, in its own outright and I, I really a appreciated piece. that it's little thing i mean i I really I, I guess the death I'm concerned with the most is the is the is the critic only because i I'm not quite sure she I don't like people dying that have no way out of it. But that's, I mean, that's my problem with even those B-rated horror movies in the 80s, which I guess is chock full of that stuff. Um, Even the new Halloween. And, and, you know, I mean, how many people does he kill in the trailer? My God, that woman gets a a glass pipe shoved through her neck in the trailer. That's awesome. (laughs) But like, I'm sure she's innocent. I'm sure she's done nothing wrong. (laughs) That's my point. I I don't know. It's just, I don't like... The point is murder. I don't like villains you can't, you can't get away from or stop. I think those are just cop-outs. But but you, you may have a different take on that because you really love that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that's just the, the sake of the horror part of it. And I thought the critic's death was really cool, the way that they zoomed out of her apartment building and you could see, like, all of the windows. I thought it looked awesome.
1: When she gets slid across the window. And I appreciated that. And you
3: didn't know if she said it or not. So then you find you find out really quickly that she did. Hmm. Because it doesn't show her saying it in the, in the nope. mirror. So. No, I mean, it
0: shows her, like, about to, though. And she's yeah. thinking about it. But
3: you're like, did well,
0: And the other part, too, that I
1: appreciate with the pullout shot, when you see her, you know, being violently killed, right? right. <laughs> um, that everybody else's window, you can see they're just kind of going about their business, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. One guy sitting back on his couch watching TV. Was, like, little kids whatever. playing in a room yeah.
0: above him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was very deliberately set up like that, yeah. of course. But yeah. So, um, Again, something that we always talk about, Brittany, on this show, especially with horror movies, is we like the the test of one line of dialogue can pretty much unravel certain scenes. Mm-hmm. And that scene in particular, you know, wouldn't, as Anthony McCoy, wouldn't you be curious, like, hey, did you say it? Did you say that five times? Wouldn't you have asked? Wouldn't you have been curious knowing that, Knowing what you know at that point.
3: But at that point, he had had the, his little moment in the mirror with, with Candyman in her apartment. So, yeah. So I think maybe he was thinking he about it. He was too freaked things. out to say
0: anything? So. Well, but like, so that was to show us that he's becoming Candyman. I mean, right. that, that's exactly. why that was there.
1: Well, the real line of dialogue that changes this movie is somebody going, hey, Anthony, you should get that hand looked at, buddy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Anthony, were you burning
1: a fire recently? Because if not, your skin's looking up. like it.
3: Yeah, just bringing it up would have helped. Listen, me.
1: how much you, how bad do you think that hand smelled? Pretty terrible. It had to be awful, right? Yeah.
0: Just disgusting. Well, how bad do you think he smelled? He, His tear looked like it was rotting for years. Yeah. So, it's okay. Terrible. So, this, as, as we move closer to scoring it, this, Brittany, do you have any questions for us or any things that you want to talk about? Ooh. Ooh.
3: Um,. What so? What would you rate this on the other horror movies you've seen this year?
1: It's oh, a good question. I can answer that. Okay. So out of some of the things uh, we've watched, some bad stuff this year again. Um, last one that I thought was okay was probably the last Conjuring one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably rate this below that because I enjoyed that Conjuring movie more than the mm-hmm. last couple of movies we watched. That's but. Fair. Um, most of the horror movies we've seen recently have not been that good, anyway. So that's the problem with horror movies, which is one of the reasons I'm not a big giant fan. Is most of them are bad. So yeah, yeah. No, listen. If, especially if you're a B movie person, which yeah, I understand yeah. you might be. You understand how things can be so bad they're entertaining. Oh yeah, but things can also be so bad it's unwatchable, right? Mm-hmm. So a that's line, kind
3: of, for sure.
1: Yeah. So.
3: I I I agree with you. I like the Conjuring movie. I think better than. I thought that was really
1: well done. Mm -hmm. So,
3: I love that. Not that this
1: isn't really well done. I just don't think it's as good as that movie. So,
0: but those movies I think are like they have a certain pedigree about them anyway. Not the offshoots, but the Conjuring, the main Conjuring movies. Mm -hmm. You know, because there's what there's the Annabelle movies, which kind of hit or miss, and there's the Nun, which kind of hit or hit or miss. Um, But those movies I think are a staple in that. Are like those movies are like a, a consistent you know, a six or a seven or above at all times. Yeah. So there's that. Um Other horror movies, though? I'm trying to think
1: of the ones we've watched recently. Well,
0: I will tell you, and Brittany and I have talked about, not at length, but we definitely exchanged a few paragraphs and words about, um, I like this movie more than I like the 2018 Halloween. I like this movie a whole lot more than that. I
3: movie. agree with you on that. I like. I think this movie does
0: it better. I don't like how they approach Michael Myers in that movie. I think this coming Halloween movie is gonna be a joke. Um, I mean, does no one have a bullet in their gun? Does can no one hit Michael Myers and just put him down? I don't see. See, I disagree with you on that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I, I knew someone was gonna disagree with me, but I mean, one. I don't I agree
3: other, with
0: it. But other podcast again. No, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not, not, I'm of course, a, of course. I'm
1: not a big giant horror movie guy, so if you think it's different, that's fine. I won't fight you on that
0: uh chris um now that you're i'm chiming in do you um what do horror like. movies this year have you liked this
2: year well i i like the uh, devil made me do it i thought that was a lot of fun it was different though and it was different than the other conjuring movies that i from what i understand from you guys i hadn't seen those ones and you guys turned me on to them
1: after the after that one um okay serious question i want to interrupt you chris does yeah. freaky count as a horror movie
0: i think no so. That was a great. I thought that was pretty good, that though.
1: A That's a good movie, though. That was
0: very clever. It was intelligent. Yeah, I, I, I would rank that somewhere along Candyman. Yeah.
3: Nice little slasher, I think.
1: Yeah. And then the other one we were. The only one I can. Other one I remember watching recently was the Come Play movie. Oh, that, which movie was... that fucking creeped me out. I didn't like that at all. Yeah,
2: Come Play was creepy. But, I, but that was last year, wasn't it? No, I think that was this year. I landed in this year. Okay. Come Play was creepy. Yeah, but it, it was it, also it, dumb. It, it became dumb because that was one of those movies where it, it, it needed to never reveal the monster. That one was better if they didn't reveal the monster. And Brittany, did,
0: did, up- did you see that one?
3: No, I didn't.
0: Oh, man. Um, that's a movie that I think you would enjoy only because like it's kind of right in line with some of those 80s, like, oh, cheesy horror movies. That, that okay. movie's pretty damn good up until about the third act when they show the Up until the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> when, it, just, it just ruins the entire movie completely. Yeah, it becomes, a, it becomes but,
2: a weird action flick all of a sudden. You know,
0: actually, while we're on the subject, let's talk about, and and don't, I mean, don't bring, like, what are some of your favorite horror movies? And, and don't bring like textbook answers, like film school answers, to the table, please. Because everyone's gonna say Halloween. Halloween's a great you movie. You can say whatever movie you want. Don't <laughs> let him tell you things like that. <laughs> well, please don't say Halloween. All right, I'm just I'm, not, I'm looking for creativity here.
3: He's already told me that my favorite horror movie is too um, mainstream. So
0: what? What is it? What it's is it?
2: Exorcist? Oh no, that's fine. No, yeah. it, it, I think that's too mainstream. But, I mean, no. it's a legendary movie. You of all people, Grayson, cannot fault someone for liking the classics.
0: That's, I mean, no, that's, that's, that's true. But, I mean, I always look for answers that are, like, they're not normal. Well,
1: no, so you pose the question differently. <laughs> Brittany, if you're going to recommend one horror movie that
0: most people haven't seen, there you go.
3: what would it be? Um, you're Next. Okay, oh, that's a actually, good movie. We actually okay. like that yeah. one. Wait, Was yeah, that, that the one, was one with bad.
0: Samara Weaving where they had to kill the, the, the bride? No,
3: that was Ready or Not.
0: Oh, yeah. So we like I actually like that movie, too. <laughs> I don't think we like Your Next. I don't think that was very I good. I like that. Um... Did you watch The Hunt by Chance, Brittany?
3: Yeah, I actually really liked that.
0: With uh yeah. she was great. I the oh, that. Eddie name. Gopin. Yeah, she was amazing in that movie. That was very fun. Yeah, there's been a lot of interesting horror movies. Um, I guess Vacancy is always my answer. I that movie scares the shit out of me all the time because it's real and it could happen. It just yeah, it scares the, the crap, crap out of creepy me. One. Yeah. What about you, Roger?
1: Uh, I still get freaked out by the original poltergeist. Uh, I think I've told this story fairly recently. The part where like the lights come down the stairs still fucking gives me the creeps. Fair. Just, no,
0: Nope. move,
1: just fucking move. That's
0: it. <laughs> just, just move, just get out of there, move. Chris, what what about you? Give me a, give me a horror movie that you still love to this day.
2: If, if uh, see, I didn't grow up watching horror. I I hated horror growing up. I didn't really see any. Um, if I had to pick one that always sticks out in memory, though, is one that scared the shit out of me as a kid. It was absolutely the Leprechaun movie. Oh, okay, and, okay. And it was, oh, it, yeah. It's because that it's because that scene where he um the guy wishes for the pot of gold and he puts it in the guy's stomach, oh, that is man, just man. absolutely diabolical in my kid brain that I just I couldn't handle it. Like I, <laughs> it, broke <me. laughs> it broke your brain, it
0: broke, it broke my brain. <laughs> All but, right, so oh, uh, man, that's, uh, those are some good movies though. I like those. Well, I was
2: gonna say, wow, I'm dropping my stuff. I really like Us. Us was actually one of my favorite movies I've seen in the last couple of years. It's a, I think it's a fantastic movie, even though it had a it had a. In my opinion, a tough, hard ending. Everything leading up to that was actually really interesting about us and still kind of kept me on the edge of my seat. I like that. Was it. the Jordan Peele, yes, yes it's very relevant too.
0: So, yeah, That's good. Okay, so let's move, Roger and um, Brittany, let's move to score this thing. <sighs> okay, uh, I'm Brittany, as the guest of honor, do you want to go first or do you want to go last?
3: So, what do you guys do out of five? Out of
0: so, we score a one to 10. One to seven. Um,
1: and if you since you've never been on here before, I will ask you to rate what is your. As a horror movie, what do you consider a 10? Ooh,
3: the poltergeist.
1: Okay, poltergeist, okay. What do you consider a zero? Ooh. You can be honest, because listen, I've given out two zeros on this
0: show. He has, he has. Kissing Booth 3 and Holmes and Watson.
3: Yes. I don't, I can't think of any...
2: Oh, that's okay. Okay, yeah, if you can't if you, if you can't think of zero, if you can't think of zero, then what is just a really bad horror film that you regret seeing? Uh, the
3: nun. This is a good
0: question because a lot of them are fun. <laughs> the, nun. Um, okay. the Nun. Okay. No, listen. That's fair.
1: Uh, that movie's
3: awful. Slenderman.
0: Oh yeah, that movie's really bad too. Slenderman.
3: Yeah. Slenderman was terrible. Slenderman okay, so
1: so you. that's your scale. We'll consider Slenderman as one or a zero, whatever you prefer, okay. and Poltergeist is a ten.
3: Okay.
1: So. Where would you rank this movie? Um,
3: probably. Remember, five
1: by definition, five would just be average. Just be average.
3: I would probably say, a, honestly, a six. Okay. Yeah, but like, so it's slightly
1: above average. Exactly. Recommendable right? gotcha. okay. yeah. to
3: most people. I would. Okay. Especially that, if you that's... enjoyed the first one, and I, I would say you should watch the first one and then go watch this one. And Interesting. Then I would tell you if you're, even if you don't like horror movies, and if you're in film school and you want to direct go watch this fucking movie
0: nice Ooh, okay dropping an f-bomb i love it
1: <laughs> all right so i'll go next so i i actually just think this movie's a five i think it's the definition of an average horror movie for me um it was never overly scary which i appreciate uh, the story was just kind of right down the line for me um i think i would recommend it for most people uh, I don't think there's anything really bad about it, but nothing really sticks out to me. We're like, listen, I have to make sure I see this movie again, because I'm kind of indifferent on it with that way. And if they never did another Candyman movie, I would still be okay with that, too.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: I'm going to give this movie a six and a half. Uh, I was debating between six and a half and a seven for the past couple of days. Uh, I think this is a very – it's a surprisingly good movie because, look, leading up to this, we haven't really – Expected much from Candyman when the lead up to like the, what's coming in the few in the, in the week well they time. they
1: kind of dropped the the trailer on us and then that was it and it was just like it was coming out right
0: yeah and then for, historically that doesn't bode well for the movie at all so I guess we went uh, off those statistics but I really enjoyed the more I think about Candyman the more I enjoy it but also a lot of my enjoyment comes from having very recently within the past forty eight hours revisiting. The ninety-two version as well, because if you do that, it just enriches your viewing of this, uh, which I appreciate. So, but if I hadn't watched the ninety-two version, this movie might be a five and a half or a six. So,
3: okay, yeah, I can see that.
0: But uh, I really enjoyed it, though. I, I I think I got more out of it than I expected to.
1: So we're not too far apart there. No, that's that's
0: fair. Okay. And uh, Jordan Peele continues to he makes pretty good movies or is involved with pretty good movies and the director i thought was fantastic i really hope to see more of her soon especially in the directing space i want to see what she can do with a much bigger budget on a horror movie because i think horror movies for the most part are really hard to do right sure well, i don't Amy, think anyone would disagree or, with that uh,
1: Brittany, can i ask you one question mm-hmm.
0: so a lot
1: of movies come out of blumhouse now right oh, so yeah. where they they make the movie fairly they take over or they remake or make the movie fairly cheaply get max value out of them and then kind of push them along to fund the other movies. Do you think that that's a good thing or a bad thing?
3: Um, most of them, some of them
1: have been really good and some of them have been really bad.
3: Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, when you do that, you make so many bad movies, but the ones that I go for, like, you know, they did the hunt, they did freaky. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, us the Purge.
0: They do all the Purge movies.
3: Yeah, which I enjoy. Invisible Man, which was like really really good. Excellent. Oh, we we
0: loved Excellent it. Movie. That might be my favorite horror movie in like you know, the I past even year. Or, yeah. That up. yeah,
1: that's a great great movie.
3: So,
0: oh, that's more of a thriller than horror, but okay. Um,
3: sure. From what I've seen from them, I if it's Blumhouse, I'm always going to go see it. So,
0: what do you think about uh, what's the the one where she sees her death and she keeps waking up every day? The Happy Death Day. Happy but Death Day. You know day. what?
1: They killed that franchise, and that pisses me off.
0: I thought those movies were—I thought those movies were clever and and always a lot of fun.
1: I remember, the first one was like a the repeat slasher, which is cool, and the second one was like straight up a sci fi movie. And I'm just like, I'm here for
0: this. Just, well, the, yeah. the the first one was like a seven million dollar budget, ten million dollar budget, and ended up making like 150 million dollars. Like, talk about return on investment. And the second one didn't do quite those numbers, but Blumhouse said wasn't a big enough return. But I remember it being like an 80 million dollar return. They're like, it's not a big enough return. We're we're canceling the third one. I'm like, what? Those are great. Why are you getting... Uh. Sorry, I go off my little tangents here, but... Um, Brittany, what... If you just... Uh, I always try to ask this question we have, the guests that we have. Since, since since your genre is definitely horror, what movie do you want to see remade from the past?
3: Ooh, I know that they're remaking The Exorcist, so that's what I would oh. say. It's yeah, a dangerous it's game. It's actually that happening, is. so...
0: So, Exorcist your, is your answer? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All right. For sure. I don't know
0: what you I want. You don't mean. feel like
1: that's sacrilegious? Um,
3: not if it's the right people. And, okay. You know. Well, it's, it's gonna, the whole
1: thing
0: if it's good, right?
3: It's going to make money because people like me are going to go fucking see it. So Sure. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, I... The same... I think... I don't want to... I mean... I don't want to say that movie remade, but I mean, there, I mean, I know the script being passed around right now for Casablanca. I know there's a script for, like all kinds of all kinds of big movies in the in the past. I know. I mean, it's just what's the movie they're remaking with the the fairy tale um the bog rats. What's the other oh, the the princess bride? Oh wow. To to, to me that's a perfect you, you 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 can't beat that. But
1: I mean, they're making a sequel to Willow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are We're here for that, by the way. Thank you. I mean, I, I, look, we have no reason the things going to be bad until we start seeing, you know, things on it. So, sure, sure. Sure, sure. All right. Well, I want to thank our guest Brittany for being on.
3: Thank you guys so yes. much. It was awesome.
0: This is Brittany. We hope you'll come back at least for the Halloween episode. I know that's going to be a big one here soon. Oh, for sure. Uh, but this was episode 242 of Four of the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on Pod on the podcast service of your choice of the following five: iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment to rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at GraysonMaxwell1. I am at Rod Stillion. do you have a Twitter I'm Christopher Vaughn. Oh, my
3: goodness.
0: <laughs> amazing, amazing.
3: And I'm at BritButSpooky.
0: At BritButSpooky. Mm-hmm. That's a really clever Twitter handle. Damn. Oh, she's smarter oh. than you. Yeah, she is. She, well, she's not you awesome. couldn't
1: even get at grace and Maxwell. You had to put a one at the end.
0: I did. Some someone Bum has ass. it. I, I know Jeez Louise. All right. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. We have a presence on YouTube. Send us a letter to, or an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week is a big week. We're taking a look at Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings, a big Marvel movie and sweet girl a netflix movie that was filmed in pittsburgh for all you local people that was shot there coming home baby you want to make it weird roger for our guest nope